coming to you all the way from the south side of Chicago. It's your hosts, Trenton Rashad and Marcus Drew Steele. And you are now listening to the Fizzy Fizzy Awards. We've got a great show planned for you guys, including some of the best categories in this year's topic. What is it, Trent? And tonight, we are doing an ode to reality television. (laughs) So sit back. Oh, and we're also talking about some other things. Yeah, we got a lot lot of stuff to talk about, child, because... What are we talking about? Kanye, Aaliyah. Okay, you just... um, uh, Dr. Dre. Oh, Diddy and um, Young Miami, all the rap stars, and um, basically uh, Rihanna, who's just like poured up, poured up. Right so, now. will she ever make another album? <laughs> Probably we'll not. Find like, why? Out. <laughs> why would I need to? We're talking about all of this and more. So, let's go ahead and get started with the show. It's the Fizzies, bitch. It's the Fizzy Awards. <laughs> it's okay? not just another episode. Let's talk it's about the it. episode. Tonight we are going to be honoring. Why do you keep saying because tonight? you know award shows are always um, recorded at night. But somebody could be listening to this in the like morning. Sometimes they be like 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Right. It could be 12 in the afternoon. But to everyone on television because this is also being recorded. <laughs> oh, 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 excuse me. Excuse um, me. Tonight <laughs> we are celebrating the biggest stars and moments of reality TV. And there are a lot. Definitely. When you think about like all of the crazy things that you've seen yeah, on the, reality the quotes, television. The music, the iconic phrases. Yeah. It's just the gift that keeps on giving for me. It really is. This is mindless TV. Yeah, but I, I love it. And so we're going to talk about that. But uh, first, I want to know how was your week? Yeah, a uh, week was great. I'm Sitting here trying to figure, remember, what did we do last weekend? What happened last weekend? I know what I did. I don't know what you did. Well, what, talk about what you did, and maybe that'll help refresh oh, my memory. Okay, so well, why don't you okay. go first? So, no, I mean, the week was good. It was um, kind of, overall, the week was good. I had uh, some time with friends. It was like Friday night, I went out to Wicker Park. I was reconnecting with some old work Got friends. You. And then Saturday, it was kind of a little bit of a marathon. We... I started the day at, with brunch with um, another group of like really close work friends that I made that mm-hmm. are like family. And then we went to, after that, I was in like Irving Park for a little hot second. And then I was in the West Loop. And I think that's when I called you. Yes. So now but that was remember? like later in the night. Yeah. Was, I yeah. So I mean, I was out like all day. I, yeah. I started at brunch uh, 1130. And then, yeah, like. Yeah. I was just out. So, I mean, it's that crazy time. Um, I was really trying to avoid Lollapalooza. Weren't we all? At all costs. Like, I was just, like, trying to get away. away from downtown. Um, Yeah. There was, yeah, it was a lot going on. And um, does that make you a Chicagoan when you're trying to avoid Lollapalooza now? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it like, makes you that, a Chicagoan. You I like think it just makes you, I think it just makes you smart. Mm. Hello? Yeah. So. Uh, okay. What were you watching on TV? Um, oh, so, okay. Because <laughs> I, yeah, of these, I saw. All of these, um, all of these sounds, these, mm, mm. <laughs> No, I, I started two different shows. So, I, let me say this. I watched the pilots to two different shows. Yes. This week. Okay. Um, and neither I was really crazy really about. Yeah. Um, so, the first one I'll share with you. Uh, was Ted Lasso. Uh, mm. Has a lot of nominations yeah. for the Emmys. And, Second leading um, show. Yeah, it's so there's a lot of buzz and hype around it. I turned it on. We watched it. Um, hmm. 
seems like it's going to be a very nice show. Uh, nothing was really drawing me. Um, you just didn't really care for I'm it. I'm giving Aretha Franklin a good writer, producer, young producer, young, good young performer. Beautiful gowns. And uh, Sissy's Baby. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I just, I mean, it, it just sounds like a really nice, yeah. he seems like to be like a really nice guy who kind of is um, just dumb in luck, you know, kind of, it always just works out for him, despite him kind of being slightly unaware. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw the trailers and stuff, but I never, re- I, nothing was like, oh yeah, I need to watch that show. Yeah, so I watched so, that, and I wasn't really excited about yes. it. I mean, I saw, um, I got to see a couple of um, British actors that yeah. I um, had recognized from other things. But yeah, Ted Lasso is basically, guys, a, a story about this American football coach who um, is requested by this woman um, in England. Like inherits this, a this, team, this, this, right? Uh, she's a divorcee from England um, who has acquired the team in her divorce settlement and mm. is trying to... Um, as you learn, sabotage the team, and so she brings Ted Lasso in, who is just kind of this like, kind of dumbfounded, you know, hokey dokey, but nice, sweet guy, um, over to England to be the coach of this football team, which is actually a soccer team. Mm. So ha 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 ha. Um, that's how that happens, and yeah, mm. yeah. So I, right. I mean, I don't know if I'll be <laughs> continuing with that, but hey. All um, right. The other show was Gossip Girl. Yes. Which, okay. I, I mean, I'll tell you this. I was not... The first thing, let me be clear. I was not a Gossip Girl watcher. I've not actually seen a full episode of the old Gossip Girl. Oh, really? No, no. I see, I've seen see, several no, no, episodes. No, no, no. I have not. So I came into it with a very, um, I want to say, just like clear, unbiased, you know, mm-hmm. mindset of like, I want to... I'm going in clean. I'm. I'm none of that is in my head right now what the show used to be and what it was um once again i mean seems like a nice show i i think i am now getting to a point with euphoria generation betty just all of these these hbo yeah uh, generation um these hbo shows just describing this teen over-sexualized, over-adulted, angst-like. It's just, to me, it's becoming a little bit more repetitive, and I think HBO is locked on a formula that they know drives people. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's starting to become a little bit of an overload for me. Um, I would rather see some adults um having these like interactions and doing some of this stuff on gossip girl yeah not these um, high schoolers yeah i and, and then adults who are like children yeah exactly ding 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 and it's like well wait like what's going on so the teachers are the kids now right like explain to me um what the rationale spoiler, what's going on and how this the, works the rationale of this so in the original gossip girl this will be a spoiler for you but the the character that was Gossip Girl, I think it was, uh, I think it was Dan's sister. Okay, well, because you had Serena and Dan who were dating, which was uh, Blake Lively and the guy from You. Okay. And Pins. his sister, yeah, I think was the person behind Gossip Girl all Got along it. or whatever. But it's weird to like, I don't like this teacher twist of them being the ones behind it because it, just like you said, it. Makes the how are you more immature than the actual kids? Yeah, that the teachers are very immature, and I you mean know? maybe that's a maybe that's some commentary of shade on how you know the education system. I'm not sure, but mm. what I will I say is like that it. I wasn't really excited about it. Um, or continuing another episode out of the two, which one yeah. would I be more? Which one would I probably watch the epi- second episode of? Probably Gossip Girl. Um, I just wasn't crazy about either of them, but you know, hey, so, uh, there's a market. Yeah, there's a market for yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, okay, I remember what I did last weekend. Finally, I know Lord, what you did last weekend. The, um, <laughs> stay off the narcotics. The, the water. <laughs> this is all I do. Yeah, honey. Uh, I went. Uh, me and JLT, we went to um, an event. And uh, for his really his best friend actually, yes. And it was at a really cute place. It was this place called Utopian Tailgate. 
Urban Outfitters. Call, yeah, I call it Urban, Urban Outfitters. <laughs> yeah, I do remember you saying that yeah, Thursday. Yeah. You did call it Urban Outfitters. So, yeah, it was very, very, very cute, though. There was a very mixed crowd. The DJ was on point. They had games and stuff that you could play. It was, it's a rooftop bar, and so it was outdoors. Um, but, no, I would definitely go back. I really enjoyed myself. And then after that, we went and... Um, patronized this uh, lesbian bar, this new lesbian bar up in uh, Andersonville. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. I mean, like... Are you going to give them a shout out? It is Black Business Week. It is. I mean, Black Black Business Month. It is two black women who own this bar called Nobody's Darling in Andersonville. Um, It's right off of Ravenswood. So you... uh, You'll recognize the area as soon as you get up there. But yeah, it's a cute little bar. You could tell that they're brand new. So, I mean, there's a nice little crowd there. Um, very eclectic. Uh, we didn't, I think we got, yeah, we did drink. We did a, got a couple of drinks there. The drinks were good. You know, I mean, it was a nice little vibe. It definitely reminds you of the type of bar that would be in like the movie Hitch. We should bring them on the podcast. We should, we could, we could. Jane, can you? Can you Take a um, note. contact them? We could. Thanks. Um, but no, it was really cute. And so that's what we did Saturday. And then Sunday, didn't do much of anything, you know. Um, that's about it, hell. And then you was, don't remember. Let's just remember. be real. You don't remember. And let's not even, let's call a thing a thing because I'm tired of going around about it. I'm not going to go around about it. I do remember. You, you I'm don't telling remember. you. And that's sad. <laughs> no. What have you been watching? <laughs> Let's just go with that. Uh, what I've been watching, so I too was watching Gossip Girl. We watched the first episode, and I just wasn't feeling it either. We've already been there, done that. I also tried to check out this document, this new docu series called Top Secret UFO Projects Declassified. Okay. Um, but it's not very well put together, so I only gave it an episode. I didn't even give it a full episode, and I was like, yeah, this is a little all over the place, and no thanks. I love that we're in this place now that where we can kind of also like pick and choose our programming. Yeah, because it's just so much. <laughs> it's so much, and it's now there's so more to much. do. I wonder what that means. What there's, does that say? It just means that there's more to do now. Like we could, like I was literally watching stuff that I did not care about yeah. during the pandemic. And I was just like, okay, well I'll watch it. Yeah, I feel like your time is a little bit more. Precious someone else now. wanted to watch it, or some, you know, something yeah. like that. So. I, yeah. I love this news. I just can't sit through anything that I'm not interested in no more. Because yeah. I'm just like, why am I wasting my time trying to watch this? I hear you. Ugh. Um, okay, that's it. Let's take a break. All right. And then when we come back, we'll be back with Woo Hey, pop stars. We are back. Hello. And it's time for our most beloved segment of this podcast entitled... This is where Marcus and I get to go over the top pop culture moments of the week, the things that made us say, Marcus, you up first. Yes, I just wanted to give a quick update. I hope everybody watched LeVar Burton guest host on Jeopardy. It was the thing to see. They tried to play your boy because they put him on during the Olympics, number one, where they were already pushing programming. And the NBA draft. Like, mm. you just did not want this man to win in the viewership. No. But I recorded it and watched it to make sure I gave him the views. I have an update, however, on who may be the next Jeopardy host. Child. And it's not LeVar Burton, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so apparently, according to, who's this, Variety, Mike Richards is in advanced negotiations to become the permanent host of Jeopardy. Now, Mike Richards is also the brand new executive producer of Jeopardy. Boom. That was just brought in. Boom. He said, you know what? I'll, I'm, I'm going to just do it. So, what are our thoughts on this? Well, this is kind of like, this is HR. Okay? Let me just tell you something. Well, HR, sometimes when you have a job opening, okay, at a company, HR says you got to post it. It's got to be posted for so many days. You have to conduct so many interviews. That's what these were. These were all interviews. That's and what then, it seems like. Thank you so much for your interest in Jeopardy. At this time, we have decided to go with an internal candidate. Right. 
for <laughs> right. for our position. I've we been wish you the of best of luck in your search. I've been through a few. This of is those. just HR. This is. Let me tell you something. Look, Shaquanda from HR <laughs> said, "No, y'all listen. Y'all have to have. Y'all have to interview him." Yeah, you have to interview. You have to have a pool of candidates. So this is what the, this is what the article says about Richards. The gag is, I bet Mike Richards ain't even do a screen test. Well, so Richards previously hosted the series Divided and the Pyramid for Sony Pictures Game Show Network. That don't mean nothing. Earlier in his career, Richards served as host of reality shows High School Reunion on the WB Network and Beauty and the Geek for the CW. Well, he won't be getting a fizzy tonight. <laughs> he joined The Prices Right in 2008 as a co-executive producer. The following year, he became executive producer and also helped sell the revival of Let's Make a Deal to CBS. Okay. Which is, which I don't care about your resume. Produced. Keep your resume. I don't care. Who has hard-hitting experience years and years and years in television besides him? I mean, plenty of the other people who guest hosted. But, yeah, I I admit, I don't think... That's the other thing, too. They didn't give LeVar two weeks like they gave everybody else. He got one week. He got one week. They said, no, we're going to interview... And during, like, a throwaway week, basically, for television television programs. Like I said, this was HR, and maybe because they didn't want people to see or get how dope he was going to be, they were like, look, we don't even want that, so we already know we're hiring Mike, but HR is making us do these interviews. Well, I give that a woo child, because that's pretty messed up. Definitely. Woo child. What do you got? Well, it is summer and love is in the air. Let me tell you something. You are so fake. When it gets hot, <laughs> everybody be getting hot. Uh. <laughs> um, and let me tell you what's hot between these two stars. Who I would say, what are you even talking about? I'm talking about Young Miami and Diddy, oh. who have been rumored to uh, be a thing. So this past week, I saw the videos. You saw the videos, okay? You saw? Did you see the photos? I, where he was, she was sitting in his lap. So no, 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 not that one. So that came later. Before there were photos that um, were on the uh, IG story on her IG story. Oh yeah. For, so basically, um, Diddy and Miami were in Atlanta for the was birthday it Atlanta party. Or Miami. So they were in Atlanta. So at first they were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, for this birthday party for Pierre Thomas. Um, and that's where the, apparently these photos were taken of them holding hands together. Right. Okay. And then, so those came on and that's when everybody started being like, wait, what's going on? What's going on? Well, then after that, a couple of days later, young Miami posted the video that you saw of her sitting mm. on Diddy's lap. Um, now what I'm going to say is black Twitter has already <laughs> posted so much clapback or 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 praise for Young Miami. Yeah, basically, it's really praise. Um, one, this is uh, from Queen underscore KYA twenty one. Young Miami really got the city girls up eight hundred seventy five million points, and I'm here <laughs> for it. This is like another one was like Carisha girl, go get that bag and then get from around Diddy. I don't know if I'm necessarily here for. This union? I don't know either. Okay, so like let's let's look at who Miami's dating. They would, uh, so get Miami has dated in the past Kodak Black. Okay. Um, Southside. That's who she got the baby by, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But she got two babies. No, she um no she, well she has a daughter. Um Oh she had two kids. She does. She has a son daughter and a son, but yeah. she had the daughter with Southside. Oh, okay. And then, um, and then she had this. She had a little boy. But I'm trying to figure out if um, I'm trying to figure out who else she's dated. Well, okay, at least okay. Kodak Black and Southside. Now look at who Diddy has been dating. Cassie. I was say he dated didn't Cassie he a for girl? a long time. He, wasn't he dating some white girl? I think it was just a little wrong. Wasn't it like Sienna Miller or something that he was supposed to be dating? I don't think so. I think so. We'll look it up. I really do. I don't think so. I don't think he was dating. I think he may have just been tromping around. How do you feel about this? I don't know how I feel about it. I'm like a little... I I mean, I don't know. I don't think I really care. I think... I don't think either of them are trying to like make this super serious. Hell, Diddy's got six kids already. 
And I think it's just they want to have fun. They want to, you know, they enjoy each other's company. So why not? Yeah, see, uh, 2007, Diddy and Sienna Miller dated. For how long? Um, it doesn't, it 2007. That's, yeah, okay. it doesn't that say. That was so long ago. That was before Kim Porter. So that right? was, it wasn't before Kim Porter, no. Uh, but it was, um, it was before Cassie for sure. But mm-hmm. um, what I was going to say was, I think if it's, you know, it's just a little young, little puppy love. That's completely fine. Diddy, I don't want you nowhere around the city girls trying to manage, trying to be in the video. Because you know Diddy wants to get his hands on ev- on everything. So let's just let's keep the business separate. I'm completely fine with this as long as we keep the business separate. I don't want to see you nowhere around. Don't even look at JT. Don't even ask anything about the city girls. <laughs> Because what you won't care. do I mean, is what you did to Dream. I don't even what you do. won't do is what you did to Danity Kane. <laughs> Stay away from girl groups. You always want to be in some mess. I don't even really listen to City Girls like that anyway. So have, okay, have well, at it. Good for you. Have at it. Woo chow. Alright, what do you have up next? Uh, the only other thing I had was I just felt like I guess it was worth mentioning... Um, Kanye West had his uh, a listening. Oh, so now you do a Kanye. Oh, you doing Kanye stories? Mm, oh, okay. I don't really want to do it. Go ahead. But in Atlanta last Thursday, he had a um, hit performance of his anticipated album Donda at the Mercedes. What was it? At the Mercedes Benz Stadium, where yeah. he's been renting it out per day to finish his album. Is it? I thought it was the Superdome. It's not the Superdome. No, it's the Mercedes Benz. Oh, okay. Stadium. My bad. In Atlanta. Okay. So, uh, whatever. I <laughs> wait. What? That's just Wuchow. That's just your Wuchow. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally, I don't, I just decide. I literally decided when I was doing the story that I don't care. Can we get Marcus a, a shot of a Jack? I Crown, don't care. Like that? I don't think I care enough. I'm. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I'm I'm doing a woo child to you, not caring. Yeah. Um, I, okay. I well, let me care. go ahead and finish my. Um, let me go ahead and Please, do my next. What's one. your next one? All right. So I don't know if you saw this or not, but who? What kind of juju has Dr. Dre done? Okay. First, it was his wife and this all of this money that he's now having to pay in spousal support. Now, one of Dr. Dre's daughters has come to light recently. Um, and basically saying that she's homeless. Did you hear about this? I did, but I have comments. Okay, so let me just break it down for everybody. Yeah, but put, put all, all the right. details. So Latanya Young, who is uh, the oldest of Dr. Dre's three girls, how old is she? She exactly? is. Uh, she. So let me say this. Mm-hmm. She is thirty-eight years old. Got it. Okay, um, and she split with uh, Dr. Dre and his uh, her mom. Lisa Johnson split when she was five years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, in a recent interview with the Daily Mail, she is basically saying that she is living out of her rented SUV. Um, and she's a DoorDash driver. Um, and that she has children, but they are right now currently staying with friends because she can't support them. Um, she says she's trying to like take odd jobs just to kind of make it. She's been working in warehouses, but just the amount of debt that she is in is crazy. What she has claimed is that Dr. Dre cut her off financially in the year to uh, in the year 2020, um, and that she the only way that she has contact with him is through his employees, through like the business team. Um, so I don't know exactly how to feel about this. I think that she has like two or three kids, um, but this is. I have no clue what to tell this young girl because clearly we're not getting the full story. We had say, your did they story. say why did Dr. Dre cut him off? Cut her off? Uh, let's see. She does not. Or where talk. was she? Was he not giving her money? So it doesn't. No, we don't. We don't get that. Um, we, we're not getting any of that info. But what I'm saying is, is that she's basically saying um, in January of 2020 that it was, it was, it's cut. It was cut off. Now she said before that. He was paying her rent and giving her an allowance. So then what happened to all of that money? Look, I don't know. Um, Where did that money go? And so, uh, you know where it's gone to? Uh, Nicole Young. Uh, This smells like a stunt. (laughs) It's gone to Nicole Young, uh, the the wife that he's got to pay spousal support to. 
And where's her mom at? Yeah. I don't know where Lisa Johnson is. Where? Why is she not helping out? I'm not. I mean, clearly, I don't know. But like, what I think people are saying, it is, smells like is a stunt. It definitely, it definitely smells like a stunt to me. Um, but this like, is people a, are oh, you're not going like, to give me no more money. A bil- okay, a billionaire with a homeless daughter. Right. And y'all, adv- y'all want to um, advocate uh, for this billionaire who puts white powder up his nose? Ooh, that's that's, that's girl. Nice. Calm down. <laughs> Twitter is so mad. <laughs> Whoa! Twitter fingers, ooh, jeez. And then other people are kind of standing up for Dre though. People like uh, they love Jose says people wild as hell blaming Dr. Dre for his daughter being a bum. Like I'm sure Dr. <laughs> Dre gave her money before. You didn't invest or flip it for personal gain. That's shawty fault. I love black Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I I have a lot of questions. Well, I, I mean, clearly, to, right? Yeah, like I definitely smell a stunt at 38 years old. Right. There Why don't you have be, any money? Yeah, can we please What's explain happening? like why like yeah. how this has gone on and like at this point what what did you do with like so while you were doing getting free rent like were you just not working like yeah like you, why well, yeah exactly so now exactly. the now the art of the hustle comes in like I'm not sure like we clearly don't have all this, the story here but I mean like I said it sounds like a oh so since you don't want to give me any more money I'm gonna do my best to try to embarrass you in the media. To make you give me some money or something to shut up. I don't even know if that's, but I don't even know if that's gonna work. I mean, at thirty eight, it's not gonna work. No, like you could have tried this, a, you know, a few, you know, a, maybe a decade ago. But like, girl, it's twenty twenty one. We are all struggling out here. Grown and struggling. Like no. And then got the nerve to have multiple children. Like I said, I, I don't mean, know. I'm not this, gonna say. I'm not gonna put anything against I don't, that. I, don't I just want to know what happened. Like, what happened to all the money? I'm look. All or I'm what gonna was say the circumstances? Is, you know, yeah. Like, we. I don't know this woman's story. Yeah. And um, hopefully, they able to you know work it out. Um, Dre and his daughter, but I definitely, <laughs> definitely woo chow. All right. Well. Oh. So coming up after the break. Gosh, it is we go. time for our second annual Fizzy Awards. Woo-woo! We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, and we are back. It is time for our spill segment. And for this week's segment, we are doing the Fizzy Awards. Yay. Okay, tonight we are paying tribute to reality television on this night we will have we have five categories i thought it was that we will share to reality tv yeah it is but you didn't say it i've already said it i've said it all throughout the show okay i'm doing the um opening monologue oh excuse me on this night we have five (laughs) categories um that we will be covering uh that span uh the entire reality TV atmosphere. So you have, uh, we have our franchise shows such as competitions, realities, um, all of those things with like housewives and more lifestyle shows. So we're gonna uh, start things off with our very first category, which is best reality TV family. This category is meant to honor a reality television family um, that has been featured on one show or many shows uh, that has shown excellence in reality TV performance. Uh, let's begin with the nominees. Marcus, who do you have up? So, my pick is actually a very unconventional Okay, pick, here he goes. Already but I to... loved this show here go. growing up. I don't know why I was watching it, but I was just so intrigued by it. So my nomination goes to Lala's Full Court Life. Oh, okay. On VH1. Okay. I really loved that show. And it was her, and then her son, and Mello, and then her cousin, and then her other friend, Poe. Got it. I was obsessed with that show. They got two seasons, I think. Any big moments that you remember or anything that was like... Well, I mean, of course, the whole mellow cheating thing was, you know, on there. And so that was a huge moment. And Cayenne, her son, getting, like, the the runway gig. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And then, of course, her and Poe and... um, I I keep forgetting her cousin's name. 
but they all would like be into like crazy stuff. And so, yeah, yeah. I'm giving my nomination to Lala's Full Court Life. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. Um, my nomination um, comes from a group that has been longstanding in the reality TV, reality TV atmosphere um, and has really shown that they have the chops and that they can, they can hold their own show, they can do their own thing. Um, and that is going to be the Burris-Tucker family, um, headed by Candy Burris and Todd Tucker. Um, that family, which we've, I fell in love with on Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, and meeting Riley, meeting Mama Joyce and her sisters, Aunt Bertha and Aunt Nora, um, have really kind of showed me uh, just how, you know, how thick those sisters are, and they have provided some top moments in reality TV. Okay, um, the top one for me being letting people know you ain't no damn family. <laughs> that moment in itself, that whole thing. Do you remember that? My, I do, but that's the, not my favorite moment. <laughs> at the wedding, at the wedding dress shop. Yeah, and then see, the, that's what the I mine was at the wedding the dress aunt, shop. The aunt jumped uh-huh. up. No, that's the one. She oh, was like, the, "You yeah. ain't no damn yes. family," because she was telling yes. Carmen. She's like, "You ain't no yes. damn family." That's mine. And she was like, "She jumped up like she was going hit joy." And then Candy comes out, and then Aunt Bertha, Aunt Nora jump up quickly and back Mama Joyce. Right. And was like, yeah, she act like she was going to do something to Joyce. <laughs> but the whole time. Up. And Carmen was like, I've been sitting here the whole time. Been Why don't you there. just shut up? <laughs> Stop talking. That's what I know. I Stop just talking. Just leave. Yeah, why don't you just leave? I'm going to respect you. You better respect me. <laughs> I want to know how no one else came to <laughs> Carmen's defense. Right. The rest of them just like that's what I'm saying. Like when Candy watched this back, she had to have felt bad for like making Carmen leave. The other one is, um, I think it's one of the aunts where she was like, maybe it was a scheme that Todd set up for her to come with you with the bullshit. (laughs) So many moments. Um, Oh, also a special nod to. I would say, what do you honorable um, mention uh, to? Mama Sharon, Todd Tucker's mom, who mm. also provided one of the most memorable moments in this whole family when they had the spat between both of the moms. I Ooh, remember that. Jesus. So definitely that is my nomination for Best Reality TV Family. Kudos, kudos. It was very tough because I almost went with the Braxton family. Okay. Because, um, I mean, they provided such wonderful moments. Which I did almost kill Tamar. Right. On Braxton family so values. Be, be careful. So... Okay, let's move along. Okay, so for the next, uh, for the next nominations or category, um, it is biggest reality TV moment in a competition show. Biggest reality TV moment in a competition show. This is for a memory or a moment that stuck out to you as being a game-changing moment in a competition show. This could be for uh, prize money. This could be competition in love. Um, any of those would uh, go under with this category. So, Marcus, who do you have up for a nomination in this category? So, my nomination is pretty clear cut for me. I'm giving it to um, Drag Race All Stars Three. Shandy. Oh, I have that down too. Yeah. Okay, I have that down too. That's Drag very Race All Stars Three. Shangela being robbed at the last minute was just a really, really big moment that everybody agrees on yeah so we had already seen the foolery with all stars three because ben de la creme had dropped out herself and shangela who had been performing the best out of everybody yeah um did not make it to the final two the reason why she didn't make it to the final two is because rupaul brought back the entire the entire, the entire jury cast of the to, cast who's been eliminated to yeah. create this jury. And they um, get the vote. And they got to vote it for who they wanted to see as the top two. So, of course, Shangela, because she had been winning, she had Doing won the most than all the there. Other girls. They was, um, they was she mad. She had to send the most girls home. And um, they was mad. Yeah, that was just a tough, that was a tough moment You're for jealous. me. That's what you are. You don't um, ever want me to be happy. That was, You're jealous of me. No, that you always has been. That was crazy. I think that I, that is one I had down for sure because yeah, that that's my was, nomination. Yeah, what's yours? All right. Well, for me, I have to go with um, Survivor. 
See, and I almost put Survivor so down. So I have to go with Survivor Gosh, and the which Kelly, season. They, this was um, the um, this was the uh, season of the redemption season. So for all mm. of those who had the um, who had been previously uh, right eliminated from past seasons, got yeah, to have like of, one more yeah. time. I think I watched. We watched that. Yeah. 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 We um, watched it together. Child. So basically, this was the moment of. Uh, the season where Kelly Wentworth, who was a contestant, little kind of thin, little white girl, um, had found an immunity idol and decided to play it as the rest of the team were voting her out. But she had played the game so well that to this day, I think that she conspired with uh, the other girl that was on the, uh, oh, absolutely. On the team to actually vote out Savage, who was... One of the strongest players like the on this front runners. Yeah, um, and yeah. so, but what did I? What I loved was that um, they have everyone vote before they ask for the immunity idol. Well, no, they ask for they ask if they want to use the immunity idol first before everyone votes, so that you can't be swayed. And so you have wait. To no, choose. no, no. It's the other way around. No. So when they got to tribal council before everybody voted. The Jeff asked if anybody has an immunity idol to play it. You've got to play it now before everybody votes. Because if you play it afterwards, then no, no, that's so that's no it's actually, so it's the, actually the other way around. So they have everybody vote, and then they say, "Does anyone have an immunity idol?" And so Kelly at that time came and said, "I want to play my immunity idol," and said, "Okay, well at this point, any votes for Kelly no, are going to be was, yeah. will be null, null and void." And so at that point, yeah. Jeff begins okay. to pull out the votes, and they are all for Kelly. Mm-hmm. So except she, her vote. So except the one vote that went for Savage, who was once again one of the strongest players of the game. It was just the OMG moment. It was very well played. It was it, woo woo child. That that should have been in my woo child, <laughs> it was but very yeah. Well so uh, that's my biggest reality TV moment. Okay, moving on. Breakthrough performance for a rookie cast member is our next category. This category is for the cast member who came on within their first year of a television show franchise and really did the damn thing. So, Marcus, who do you have for your nominee? I think I'm giving it to Portia Williams because the reunion fight during her first season was, I mean, iconic. Wait, which one? Uh, Her and Kenya. Wasn't that her first season? No, it wasn't her first season. What she would have definitely got kicked. <laughs> I don't. It was like it was like her first or second season, wasn't it? It was. I know it wasn't her first season. The first season is where she was singing gospel, where she did a script. Where she was still married to. Um, she was uh, what's his to name? Cordell, Cordell, and she did yeah. like a poem. She did like a little scripture, but she had a song too. Uh, she um, had a gospel song. I thought that that was her first season. Yeah, but I mean, she definitely had a lot of moments uh, that during that season. Her. We'll have a backup. So, oh, okay. Who's your I backup? Wasn't sure. So I guess I give my backup to um, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo from season eleven oh, of Drag Race. Interesting. I think she clearly had a breakout season because she was asked back for season twelve and made it all the way to the end. Okay, dope. So I'll give her. Right. I'll give her my so nomination. I, it's funny. My nominee also comes from Drag Race. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. and I gave it to Simone. I gave it to Simone oh, yeah. for her first season of Drag Race. I thought she came. And not only did she have it in the runway and performance, but there was also a story and a trajectory that kind of, also, I think, made her seem more won. real. And yeah. she ended up winning the entire yeah, thing. And so I think that she, it was just an amazing showing that she had in Drag Race and definitely kind of kept me occupied and happy during the pandemic. So yeah. I give my, um, I give my nominee to her. Kudos. All right. All right. So. For the next category, this is the Mona Scott Lifetime Achievement Award for Excellence in Reality Television. I'm torn. Okay, this is for this is someone who has used the vehicle of reality television and has done well with it and made their own path. Um, I'm so, torn. You know, Mona Scott has had the ability to make a lot of stars, um, and for those people, we want to send a special. There are so many good ones. There are so many. I mean, okay, so I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm torn, I'm torn, I'm torn. You go first. Okay, well, I for me, I have to give it to um, the OG, Lenithia Nene Leakes. 
Okay, so then I'll... She's the, she is the quintessential when you make your money work for you. Now, yeah. I think when... Now, especially with everything that's went on this past year and this very public breakup with Bravo, mm-hmm. um, I think I've... I, I think that she has definitely used this vehicle to kind of elevate herself to be in a spot where she was like, no, I don't have to do that money or I don't have to take that money. Well, um, what is she doing now? Well, she just opened up the Lanethia in Atlanta, um, which is a full like restaurant bar entertainment venue. Mm-hmm. And so she like brings artists and stuff down to That's cute. do that. But it's called the Lanethia. I, I don't. Child, we'll see. It look a little ghetto to me, but hey. Oh, child. But go, girl. Do your thing. Okay, so that makes my decision a little bit easier because Nene was one of my choices. Okay. So then to make it interesting, I'm going with New York. Tiffany Pollard. Yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award. I agree. She has blazed a trail. So many, so many important TV quotes. moments. <laughs> quotes come from Tiffany Beyonce? Pollard. Beyonce? Beyonce? <laughs> You look like Luther Vandross. <laughs> you should have just sat there and read that damn magazine, girl. I would, I would let Gemma know that she... <laughs> that there was an old maiden type of shoes. And not something that I would necessarily pick for myself. Like, so many good friends. Someone phrases. has lied to her several times. <laughs> I So, yeah, I think that'll, that'll be my nomination then. But can I? Can we give some um, honorable mentions? Sure. Who do you have? Who do you uh, want? Dang, uh, Bethany Frankel from Real Housewives of New York. You know what? Because yeah, she, she should definitely be thing. up there because yeah, she's yeah. done the yeah, she's done wow. the thing. Reality TV. Um, there was somebody else I had in my mind too, but now I can't remember. If I remember, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. So the, my next one is. Uh, oh, I remember. <laughs> Cardi B. Yeah, definitely. Like she did what Jocelyn, her whole narrative on TV was trying to do. Yeah. Her whole storyline was trying to be a rapper. Mona Scott took that and perfected it. And Cardi did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, okay. All right. Last category that we got to go. Yes. All right. So, uh, the next category is best original song from a reality television show. This was easy for me. So, this is a song that has been featured in a reality TV show either as the process of being worked on or as part of the competition. Um, it can't necessarily be a song that an artist has put out who happens to be on reality television. So my perfect exa- example for this is like, we can't say, oh, when I see you, because Fantasia was on American Idol. That wouldn't necessarily count. It has Correct. to be featured on the show. All right, so you have your nominee? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I, and this is a general, but any song from Making the Band Season 3. The songs that they danced to, the songs that they had to record in the studio. Well, what's your favorite? Um, ooh. La, 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 la. That one so that's Sherry one. Dennis. Uh, ooh, but la, they la, recorded la. a version they of did. it. They did. Yeah, and they also sang it at the performance, the, the showcase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the gauchos. Yeah. <laughs> the girls with the gauchos. Yo, 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 yo. And then what was the one that they danced to, that they always had to do the choreography to? One, two, step? Um, no, there was another song of theirs that they sang. Damn, I don't remember it now. But all of the songs from Making the Band, Danny D. Kane, season three, that's my nominee. Okay. MTB3. Um, uh, so, all right. I think for me, I have to go with Don't Be Tardy for the Party by I'm, Kim Zolciak. I hmm, have to go with it. Interesting. Just because. Of all of these nominees of color, I, and you decided to go. Well, what I have, what I, what I, what I want to say is Kim Zolciak, but really Candy, Candy Burris. Candy Burris, because she wrote the song. Candy Burris is the one. She didn't write it, but she's the one who like literally took, she took what was from season one a joke from season one because that's exactly what it was that 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 don't be tardy for the party version that kim recorded in season one was a hot mess it was a joke it was it was it was something funny and then candy came in housewives i think season two and took that song and actually made it something that was viable big everywhere kim took that song on tour (laughs) <laughs> she literally did. They were in. 
She was opening up for Candy in Miami. Like that is how she did a couple of shows. She, she did, did a couple of shows. On she, tour. No, she went on tour. She did a show here and a show she did there. A tour. She did a. She and did that a, was it. She did a she night did in Orlando. She did a tour. night in Miami, and she's also performed it at other places that too. That is not a tour. She's That's performed at other tour. places. She did a. She's couple performed of shows. it at BravoCon. She's done it like on Watch What Happens Live. She's taking that. She's taking that song around. Okay, I have to go with "Don't Be Tardy for the Party." Um, okay, because well. that song in itself—I mean, it's—it's it's just infectious. It don't get out of your head. Do you have any honorable honorable mentions? Uh, I had thought about it. None enough that I felt like nominating. I thought so about Danity it. Danity Kane. I was gonna. Yeah, I did. I like. I loved Danity Kane. I was gonna go with. But no, a, you don't have a particular song that we're putting up. We're gonna just put up Danny Kane album. Yeah, well, no, we're just going to put up Making the Band Season 3. Best song. Okay, y'all y'all hear his y'all hear his uh, submission? Yeah. Okay, and it's probably going to get thrown out. We need you to submit. It's not going to get thrown out. We need you to out. submit one song. Can you submit one song, please? I'll think about it. <laughs> All right, okay. So those are our nominations for the Fizzies. Um, we will be posting these on Instagram because we want to hear from you. Yes, you will be voting on who uh, actually will win the Fizzy Awards for each um, category. Yeah, I mean, you see what the Fizzy Awards did for Zendaya. You hello? see what it did hello? for uh, Lupita. Didn't you, um, hello? Didn't so, didn't Zendaya win a Best I mean, Actress Emmy? You see what's happening. So. Uh, definitely, huh. we take these very seriously. Hmm. Um, but we call yeah, that we, influence. But we want to hear from you, and so check out our Instagram story uh, this this week uh, for our nominees. Let's All take right, a break. Yeah, let's take a break and let's run through these fizzes because we've already made this show. Really let's go. Long. All right, we'll be back. All right, we are back. I think I remember the song. I want to do the, oh, it touching my body. So touch oh, my body. Okay. I want you to get started. Boy, I can't take it. It's so okay, crazy let's go with that. how you're making me feel. Yes. That's the one they were doing choreography to, too. Okay. As well. So that's the song I want to sing. Okay, touch my body. Got it. Touching my body. All right. Welcome back. It's time for Fizzer Flat. Trent, yes. tell us about it. So Fizzer Flat is the moment where Parkus and I get to go over the top pop culture moments and give them a fizz if we're feeling them or, or a flat, flat if, if we're, we're not. not. Marcus, you're up first. Do, do, do. All right. I want to give a huge fizz to Simone Biles, who is continually slaying the game. Who sits out the entire Olympics and decides to come back for one for one last individual event and still medal? <laughs> who does that? Maybe. Simone Biles does it's that. Some, I mean, the level of, like I said, I said this last week. The level of um, you have to be so in tune with your body um, in order to be able to kind of have that level of control and that level of awareness. Yeah. Um, and that's just what she has. I mean, it's just a, it's a it's a different level of athlete. I compare her to Serena Williams because even on her worst days, she still melts. Yeah. Even on a day where she's not even at 100 percent, she still makes the podium out of how many girls? Yeah. Like that, so like you could just imagine what she can do on her best. I mean, you've seen it. They they don't know how to score it. Hello. So so she gets a total fizz for me. Definitely a fizz and big ups to her and just yeah. Once again, just kind of being the epitome of class, skill, and and strength. Fizz. What you got? Okay, I. It's funny that because we talked a little bit about this last week with the Normani uh, Wild Side record, um, but apparently Aaliyah's music will finally be available to stream. Um, that's right, you For heard it here. Um, so, Spotify announced this past week that Aaliyah's uh, discography will soon be available on the streaming device. Now. How they announced this is, is basically it's going to kind of come out in portions. So it's like if you if you'll see, it's like it has like August twentieth, one in a million. September third, Romeo Must Die sound soundtrack. September tenth, uh, the Aaliyah album. Um, October eighth, I Care for You plus Ultimate Aaliyah. So I guess that they're actually going to do this um, in 
in, in like in sections. So one thing that is important to know is that her first album, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, is available to stream. Because it belongs to R. Kelly. Yes. Um, but with uh Spotify, and this is as reported through con this is as reported through um Hypebeast, excuse me. Um the second studio album, one of one one in a million, will be the next thing that will be available starting on the twentieth. Now, I'm trying to figure out. It's almost. It's been twenty years. It's officially twenty years. Twenty. Aaliyah died in two thousand one. Yes. What has brought back this? Number one, why now? And then, if it's coming now, like, well, so what's the? What was the holdup? Who was the holdup? I read somewhere that this is only temporary too. Like this stuff is not staying up on Spotify. No. So like I said, I think it's just going to be brought out. Like they're going to section it off. So like from August 20th for a while, it's, it's going to be the first album and they're going and to kind gonna of take it off and put it. Yeah. I don't, I wonder what, what, why that, why I don't understand why that. I'm t- So, well, you know, kind of, uh, Barry Hankerson, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who is who that format who is up there but i i think it's I'm, I'm not sure like i said there is something that has went on within yeah. that family and whoever holds the estate to that i think i thought it was her brother well i i don't think he's just the sole person over everything and can decide everything i feel mm. like that there's probably a lot of red tape like i said because barry was the manager i mean he could own her estate but not her masters her masters maybe belong to the no recording, the no so as so, this is as reported through Hypebeast. Mm-hmm. He was Barry is in control of the masters of Aaliyah's oh. masters. No, yeah, I was talking about her brother. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. So, well. So yeah, I am. I give us the flat. What I'm trying to figure out is is this kind of just like a is this just like a ploy? This is what it seems like. Right? Or is this like maybe we're finally getting after? Maybe we're finally kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. That's what I'm then trying to figure keep out. The music Do you on remember? There. I think it was James Brown. How long did it take them to solve his um, estate? I don't know. It was like it was like 18 years. Oh. Like when I'm telling you when. And you know, Prince's estate is still not is settled, is it? Because he's got I all that unreleased music too. I have no clue. But um, I mean, it, it literally. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. It took 15 years no, for them to settle his estate. Still. 15 years for James Brown's estate to be settled. It, it, this is very interesting to me. So I, I don't quite know how to feel about it. I'm going to bask in the idea that I can. there will be some streaming allowed. So I'm right. going to take, I'm going to give that a fizz. Yeah, I'm going to But listen. I think it's, I'm hoping that it's the latter. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that it's like, okay, we're at the end of the tunnel. I just don't understand why that. Why are they holding her music hostage? Well, it's control. Um, you, that's how it goes with all families, Jeez. and I mean, I, I feel like also, you know, especially like music families when that kind yeah. of when that stuff comes out, like you know, it could be tough, and people want to control. I mean, we see this with our families. It don't yeah. matter if you rich or famous or not. It listen if some if so and so promised your aunt Wotilda. Uh, um, her green quilt Not when she died, <laughs> she's going to be at that will reading to make sure she's getting that green quilt. This is a flat for me. I'm going to give it a fizz because we're, we're finally getting some music on some streaming services, and I'm going to look at it from an optimistic standpoint and say we're getting to the light at the end of the tunnel. Just from circumstances and the layout, that's why it's getting the flat for me. Okay. Uh, okay, I just wanted to give a shout out to two a movie and a TV show. Um, first, Suicide Squad. Did anybody watch it? Let me know what you think. Uh, since we're recording this on a Friday, I haven't watched it yet, but I will be giving my thoughts on the next episode. So big shout out to them. It's gotten good reviews. And also, I just saw that the final season of Dear White People is going to be premiering in September. Oh, and nice. it's going to be a musical. Okay. Not sure how I feel about That's that. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a fizz because I love Dear White People. I really like the show. Um, The musical aspect, that I'm not quite sure about. But yeah, that's all. 
So Suicide Squad, the premiere gets a fizz. <laughs> what? Suicide Squad, the premiere gets a fizz. Yes. And then Dear White People, I'm going to give them both a fizz as well. Okay. Oh, look at you. I mean, I, I think look it's fine. Throwing out fizzes. You must have, uh, this I'll, is the fizzies, right? So you just throwing them out. Okay. Um, moving along. Uh, so in um, the Senate this past Monday, Resolution 331 was signed, which is a bill that officially designates August 11th as Hip Hop Celebration Day. Hip Hop will make you jump. Okay. Jump. The bill also designates November 21st as Hip Hop History Month. I don't know why we have the two dates. Right. But anyway. Okay. Um, oh, oh, it explains it right here. <laughs> um, that the... August 11th commemorates the back to school jam organized by DJ Cool Herc um, alongside his sister Cindy Campbell on August 11th, 1973. And this Got is as it. reported through Changing America. Um, okay. So shout out to us yeah. having a national um, hip hop holiday. Yeah, a hip hop, yeah, celebration month, a whole month. Uh, to do that. I think that that's going to be really cool and I'm excited to see what happens with that. Wasn't that the song on Proud Family? It was like hip hop holiday. Or what no, was hip hop helicopter. Uh, hip hop helicopter. Yes, that's what it was. Hip hop oh helicopter. Okay. Yes. Um, I give it a fizz. <laughs> it gets a that fizz That could have been in too. the song. No, it was a cartoon not a reality show. Never mind. Right. There we go. There you Ooh, go. You're on. We should it. do animation next year. Maybe I think you should head it up. Hmm. We don't. Why do we have to wait a whole year? Because these happen annually. Okay. Um. So the last thing that I want to talk about. Wait. Is, so are you giving the 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 hip hop? I said me too. Fizz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fizz for me as well. Uh. So the next thing that I want to talk about is Miss Rihanna. Okay, or work, should I say work, billionaire work, work, Rihanna? Work. <laughs> um, so Forbes has just announced that Rihanna is now officially a billionaire. Okay, y'all been buying all of that Fenty, Fenty Beauty, Fenty, Fenty Draws, makeup, Fenty um, uh, Laundry Savage, Savage, yeah, all of that. And all so, that. Um, big ups to Rihanna and her entire team. Um, now entering. Uh, the billionaire club, Rihanna is officially worth $1.7 billion. We'll never hear another song from her again. Making her the wealthiest female musician in the world. And second only to Oprah as the richest female entertainer. Which is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, she's smart. I would have that's exactly how I want to do that. She said that's why y'all like, not getting no new music. I'm working on she's something. She's working on what she's working on a generational wealth. She says, I'm working on something, y'all, and I can't be Fooling with that music. Yeah. But maybe it'll come now. She got man. That little got... pet project. She's not worried about that. She's trying to get her name out here. We'll see what happens. She's trying to know. be one of these fashion houses. <laughs> fizz. Well, definitely a fizz for me as well. Fizz. All right. So as we are wrapping up, because um, that's the show. Marcus, what are you walking away with this week? Uh, just shout out to all of the great candidates. I'm going to keep it light this year. It's the Fizzies. And this year you're going to keep it light? This year for the Fizzies. I think I did last year too. Hell, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, just shout out to all of the nominees. I'm excited to see who everyone votes for. I think I won one category and you won a category. I can't remember last year. Last okay. year because Zendaya, I picked Zendaya. Oh, no way. I picked Lupita too. Yeah, I think so. But no, you won the um, the other guy that you the um, what's the black guy's name Stephon from the show? James. Yeah, he won. So. And I think both of your guy characters won. I think both of my female, and then at the very end it was Zendaya. Yeah. So. Well, no, I took good. it home. Yeah. Good so job. let's see if we can make it two years in a row. Woo! All right. You had some really good choices though, so I don't know. Thank you. Thank I you. I might we'll vote see. for one of yours because okay. Mama Joyce, she yeah. might get my vote. That, that was, that, that's a crazy group. Um, so I think for me, the only thing that I'm kind of walking around and taking away, uh, from walking around, walking and around and away. taking away from this episode, Ooh. um, is going to be, you never know exactly what the full story is, um, in terms of family, in terms of family. Ugh, wait a minute, bring it um, down. Gosh, I thought I'm we were sorry. keeping well, it light. I thought we were keeping it light. It's <laughs> the fizzies. Well, I'm just saying, um, we, know, we never know what the full story is with family. When I think about the Aaliyah situation, and then I think about the Dr. Dre situation, um, it's just kind of a reminder that, you know, it, the family dynamics don't stop. And I think when, it, when money and 
uh, power get involved, it gets it gets uglier. So just how about we just mind our business and let them figure it out? I mean, yeah, but we can still speculate. Why would we need to? Because that's what we do. That's what we we do that. That's what you do on a podcast. You speculate. <laughs> you talk about it. Well, you that's got why. my thoughts on that. Already. So so yeah. So just um, that's what I'm kind of walking around and taking away. Nice. All right. Where can they find us? You can find us on uh, social media at Cold Pop Show on Instagram and Twitter, Cold Pop Podcast on Facebook, and Cold Pop Show on YouTube as well. Can you sing us out with a little Oletta Adams? I will not be singing us out uh, today because that I... was not on the program, but you are more than free to do that. Sing us out while I... And you can find me on so all social media at Marcus Drew Steele with an E I'm on the saying. end. Why not? I'm not sure. You can't... Oh, you, you don't got the voice today? You don't got do the vocals? Do you need practice? Do you need help? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Excited. Uh, be on the lookout for those... Instagram posts this week. Are you yeah. going to do one a day, two a day? How are we going to do it? We'll see. We have a lot of categories because yes. since we have five categories, oh, we might do a one a day. A day. There so. we go. Boom. All right. Bye. All right. See you guys.